Welcome to the Stonelaw Church Podcast. I'm Neil Watson. And whether you are a regular worshipper with us, or whether you just listen to this podcast, I pray that the, the words of the message would be a real blessing to you, and that it would bring you closer to God as you experience more of the love of Jesus in your life. The lawyer answered Jesus, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. But then the lawyer turned to Jesus and asks, And who is my neighbor? I remember my mum and my gran telling me that there was a time when we knew our neighbors when we could leave our doors open. A time when we really knew them. And I'm sure that there are some neighborhoods today where people truly know most of their neighbors. We lived in the same house for 32 years. And we knew our neighbors who lived either side of us, across the street. We knew each other and we would help each other out. But truth be told, There were some people who lived further up or further down the street that we didn't know very well, only to nod and say hello to. So I have to ask myself the question that the lawyer asks Jesus, who is my neighbor? Are my neighbors the only only those people with whom I have most in common? Are my neighbors only those people with whom I have developed good relationships? Are my neighbors only those people whom I trust? Think about the parable that Jesus tells us in today's reading. You know, this particular gospel lesson is often viewed as a real gimme for preachers. It's one of those gospel lessons that's considered almost a sermon in a box. Some might even say, It preaches itself. After telling the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus asks the lawyer, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? Do you think there is anyone who might answer anything different from what the lawyer said? The one who showed him mercy. Of course not. That's the obvious answer, isn't it? Once you've heard the parable, if you're a person with normal sensitivity, you're never going to say the priest or the Levite was the true neighbor. Obviously, the Samaritan was the neighbor to the man. The answer is just so incredulously obvious, isn't it? But you know what? There's another side of the story of the Good Samaritan. The story is not really as simple as it first might seem. And we need to be very careful that we don't too quickly place ourselves in a position of judging the actions of the priest or the Levite. 
Let's consider a few things about these two men or who are so often judged harshly when this parable is read. First, who are the real bad guys here? The real bad guys are the robbers who have done so much damage to this poor traveler. But they are quickly out of the story. Or are they? Jesus simply says that they stripped the man, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. But how far did they go? Is it possible that they left this poor traveler there as bait for the next person to pass by? Secondly, what are the priest and the Levite thinking as they walk along this road on that day? This particular road from Jerusalem to Jericho was well known at the time for being populated by thieves and murderers who were just waiting to pounce on unaware and unprotected travelers. Are these too fearful for their own lives? What if the injured traveler is bait? What if they stop and become victims themselves? What if they are on their way to attend or perform a religious service? What the victim is already dead? You know, under Mosaic law, if you as much as touch a dead person, you are considered unclean for seven days and must go through the cleansing ritual before you can even associate with another Jew, let alone go into the temple. Let's put the situation in present-day context. You're driving along, a deserted country road. You're all alone in the car. It's late afternoon in January and it's dark. There's no street lights anywhere and the road is lined with thick woods on either side. Suddenly you see a car off the side of the road and there's a man standing behind it waving for you to stop. He's obviously injured. It looks like there's blood on his shirt. What do you do? Let's add one more thing to this modern scenario. Recently, you've read in the paper about a series of robberies and assaults that have occurred on this particular stretch of road. Do you stop? All right, let's go a bit further with the scenario. You're driving to a wedding reception and you're all dressed up in your best clothes. If you stop, you're probably going to get dirty, trying to help the man. What do you do? Since you have a mobile phone, couldn't you call for police to help and keep going? After all, police are trained to help in this kind of situation. Brothers and sisters, are you the priest, the Levite, or the Samaritan? Are you a neighbor to this man? The question becomes a whole lot more difficult when we put it into the context of present-day society. But the situation is not all that different from when Jesus told this parable. You see, the, the key understanding this parable is not the story itself, nor is it the response of the lawyer. The key to understanding is in the very last line of the parable. Jesus asks the lawyer, 
Which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the lawyer quite properly responds, the one who showed him mercy. You have to give the lawyer credit. He knew the correct response. But then Jesus says one thing that the lawyer that we tend not to hear clearly. And this is the key to the parable. Jesus says, go and do likewise. He doesn't say, go and do likewise unless your own life is in danger. Or go and do likewise unless you're dressed for a party. Or go and do likewise unless you can get someone else to help. He simply says, go and do likewise. There's no caveat. There is no qualification to what Jesus is saying to us. Just go and do likewise. What's interesting here with this parable is that we don't know how the lawyer reacted to being told, go and do likewise. Did he actually hear what he was being told? Or, or was he still hearing the praise he had received earlier when Jesus said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. Praise often has a way of making us selectively deaf to anything else for a brief period of time. So did he really hear what Jesus had finally said to him? Or was he still a bit puffed up with Jesus' praise? We have no way of knowing because Luke doesn't choose to tell us anything more about this parable or about the encounter with the lawyer. Luke transitions directly into the story of Mary and Martha. So we have no way of knowing whether or not this lawyer went and did likewise throughout the rest of his life. However, we can take a look at how we hear what Jesus is saying to us. Jesus asks, who was this man's neighbor? However, however there's a, an implied question that Jesus is also asking to the lawyer and to us. The answer to who was this man's neighbor? And that question is obvious. I said earlier, taken on face value, this parable preaches itself. But Jesus is also asking us, do you see your neighbor? Do you see your neighbor? You see, it's, it's one thing to acknowledge in theory that you, that we are neighbors to everyone else. It's something else entirely to see your neighbor. You can't be a neighbor unless you first see your neighbor. A neighbor is a neighbor, no matter how small. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King once said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. The true neighbor will risk his position, his prestige, and even his life for the welfare of others. In dangerous valleys and hazardous pathways, he will lift some bruised and beaten brother to a higher and more noble life. Unless you see your neighbor, you cannot be a neighbor. And seeing your neighbor means loving that person as much as you love yourself. 
Here's another part of the parable of the Good Samaritan that's not always abundantly clear. That man who was beaten and robbed, he was a Jew. We know that because of how his journey is described. He was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was coming from the temple and going home. Those two that had ignored him were also Jews. But the man who stopped to help him was a Samaritan. Samaritan hated the Jews, and the Jews hated the Samaritans. That hatred went back hundreds of years to the time of the Assyrian exile. The strange thing was that both the Jews and the Samaritans each practiced their own version of Judaism, and each thought the other was wrong. So they hated each other. They had no contact with each other if they could avoid it. But here, in this parable, the Samaritan saw his neighbor and that he loved him despite their differences. And the historical and cultural animosity between them. So when Jesus says, go and do likewise to that lawyer and to us, he means go and do likewise for everyone. Love everyone. Accept everyone. Welcome everyone without qualification. And just as Jesus opened his arms to save all, he's telling us to open our arms and be healed with our neighbors. Let us pray. Gracious and compassionate God, teach us how to love. Show us how to care as you care. Give us the will and the desire to be a good neighbor to all those you send to us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.